Join us for a night of fine dining and entertainment as we announce the 2022 40 Under 40 winners. Running since 2002, the 40 Under 40 Awards program continues to recognise 40 of the state's leading entrepreneurs, innovators and future business leaders under the age of 40. Help us celebrate the exceptional young business achievers that are defining the future of our great state. Tickets available now at businessnews.com.au slash events. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. As Western Australia opens to the rest of the country, business leaders are debating which industries the state should target for growth. On today's episode of At Close of Business, Senior Editor Mark Byer goes through some highlights from a lunch forum jointly hosted by Business News and EY and discusses why diversification will drive WA's growth pathway. But first, here's the news you need to know today. Text messages between Mark McGowan and Kerry Stokes reveal the Premier thanked the media billionaire for a series of front pages the West Australian published depicting mining magnate Clive Palmer as a pest, labelling them marvellous. The messages were unearthed during this morning's federal court defamation hearing in Sydney, which centres around defamation actions Mr Palmer and Mr McGowan have launched against one another. The text messages between Mr McGowan and the Seven West media chair are understood to have been sent immediately before the second reading on legislation designed to thwart Mr Palmer's $27 billion damages claim against the state of Western Australia. In the days that followed, the West Australian published three front pages depicting Mr Palmer as a cane toad and a cockroach. In the text message exchange, Mr Stokes reiterated his support for Mr McGowan. Mr McGowan responded by thanking him for his support and told him he was sickened by criticism of the legislation. In a separate text message exchange between Mr McGowan and Attorney General John Quigley. Mr Quigley addressed Mr Palmer as a BFL, big fat liar, and said he would not bow to intimidation and looked forward to dumping on Mr Palmer in a statesmanlike way. The second half of the hearing poured over the decision to progress the legislation in secret, one Mr McGowan says was made based on advice. Mr Palmer's lawyer, Peter Gray, repeatedly asked Mr McGowan about whether the way in which the legislation was progressed constituted sneaky and deceptive conduct, a line of questioning he rejected. While conceding that the parties had agreed to act in good faith towards each other, Mr McGowan indicated that he stood by prior claims that extraordinary times called for extraordinary measures. And WA will move to very high caseload settings and ease restrictions for critical workers across a host of industries after the state reported another record-breaking jump in new infections. Health Minister Amber Jade Sanderson held a press conference just hours after confirmation that the state had recorded another 3,594 new infections. The latest figures take the total number of active cases in WA to 15,750, 67 of whom are now in hospital. However, none of the hospitalised patients are currently in ICU. The new settings will allow asymptomatic critical workers identified as a close contact to still be able to attend work after a negative rat test daily before or on arrival at work and if they wear a surgical mask at the workplace. 
And Vimy Resources has completed a deeply discounted capital raising to fund work on its two uranium projects just one week after a strategic review failed to unearth a new partner. The company will issue 100 million shares at 17 cents per share. That is a 24.4% discount to the last closing price on March 3 and an 11.3% discount to the 15-day volume weighted average price. Today's announcement comes after reports last week that Vimy was looking to raise $20 million. Its plans were disrupted by extreme volatility in the global uranium market after the war in Ukraine resulted in a fire at a major nuclear plant. We'll be right back. Those in the know know Optus Stadium is the perfect place to host. Weddings, parties, anything. Whatever the size of your wedding, ball, graduation or sundowner, our award-winning Optus Stadium makes the perfect backdrop. Our space equals peace of mind. Our chefs equal world-class catering. Our service equals happy guests. Want to create lasting memories for your guests? Visit optusstadium.com.au to find out more. Well, Mark, EY has their well-known Entrepreneur of the Year program running again this year. And as part of that, you hosted an annual catch-up with some prominent entrepreneurs, uh, rubbing shoulders with the likes of Rod Jones and Adrian Finney. Can you tell me a bit about what arose from that discussion this year? Yeah, look, it's actually one of the highlights of the year for me, getting to sit down with some of Western Australia's most prominent and most successful entrepreneurs and business people. Um, and look, you mentioned a couple of names there. We also sat down with uh, Gordon Martin from uh, the chemical company Coogee, uh, Peter Prendival, uh, a very prominent hotelier, uh, Janet Holmes of Court, um, so look, and, and John Rothwell, founder of Austal. So it was a really uh, interesting gathering. And one of the big themes we discussed this year was opportunities for Western Australia. This is perennial theme around the need for more diversification of the WA economy. Uh, in fact, Adrian Finney uh, summed it up neatly when he said he doesn't want Western Australia to be just an iron ore mine for the rest of his life. Uh, mining is great, uh, but it's subject to cycles and people always want, and governments always want other industries to develop. Uh, Adrian was very keen to see investment in what he talked about as some of the creative industries, um, as well as medical technology and so on. And he sees them as their industries in their own right, but he sees them as really important as areas that develop skills in areas like coding and science and technology, which then get applied to lots of other industries. And he's concerned that we've got this intelligence gap opening up in, in Western Australia because we're not investing enough in these sorts of spaces. Uh, Gordon Martin was a bit more, um, I mean, he was a bit sceptical about that one because he was not sure where the competitive advantage comes. Uh, he was a bit more positive about the investment that we are seeing in value-adding to our resources. So lithium is the big example at the moment. We've got development of three big lithium refineries in WA. Uh, rare earths is another area where there's more investment uh, in downstream processing. Bit of a discussion around manufacturing. Uh, Janet Holmes, a court, like many people, 
has this frustration that we don't actually make many things in Western Australia. She'd like to see more investment in that space. Uh, and look, Austell, the shipbuilder, uh, which John Rothwell you know, has built up to be a world leader, uh, yeah, they're an example, a rare example of a very successful high value manufacturing business in WA. Uh, there again, uh, John Rothwell expressed some frustration because his company has very extensive operations in the United States. Uh, in fact, most of their operations are in the US. And he talked about how supportive US government, and in particular the defence sector, is in the US. And he sees the Australian government and the Australian defence sector um, as just, just not as switched on and as supportive of local industry. So he sees potential for a lot more to be done in that area. And of course, there's there's never a, a shortage of voices calling for more growth in defence spending, especially in the United States. Um, but let's talk about growth here in Western Australia. And you touched on a few of the key industries that uh, some of the business people at that lunch thought would be key to WA's growth. Uh, where are the opportunities here in WA that they identified? Well, look, another one that often comes up in this context is international education. Uh, now, Rod Jones, he was the founder of Navitas, so they're a big international education services company. You know, their core business is pathway programs for international students, getting them ready to come into local universities. And Rod is also chair of Study Perth, uh, which is tasked with building up that industry more generally in WA. Now, they've taken a huge hit because of COVID border restrictions. Uh, many international students that would have come to well, WA and Australia more generally, um, have been unable to come. Uh, the positive that Rod talked about is that the state government, he believes, genuinely understands how important the industry is and understands the flow-on effects. You know, it's not just students coming here. Um, it's students coming here with considerable amounts of money. Uh, they also pick up a lot of jobs um, in hospitality and agriculture and other industries. And layered on top of that, very importantly, their families come here and are often some of the biggest spending international visitors to Western Australia. And Rod is somewhat surprisingly, I suppose, in the current context, you know, he's confident that the state government understands this and is really keen to support the revival of that industry after two really tough years. And let's talk a bit on that note about some of the challenges that businesses are confronting. And we've written extensively both in our magazine and on our website every single day about issues such as skills shortages uh, and the impost of regulations on business, particularly in relation to uh, managing COVID-19. What were some of those challenges that were identified? Yeah, look, the general uh, view around the table is that business is good in WA for most industries. Uh, and a lot of that is being driven. You know, once again, we're in a mining boom. Everyone acknowledged that. Um, they're just worried about what happens when <clears throat> this mining boom, like every other mining boom, comes to an end. Uh, but what they're seeing, you know, the labour shortages, that's probably number one. Uh, another issue that's come up, particularly in the last six to 12 months, is cost inflation, particularly in the construction sector. And Adrian Finney talked about costs going up 30 to 50%. Uh, some other people like Peter Prendival, you know, he developed the Sandfire Resort at Rotnest. Uh, he's saying that 
if he had to kick off that project today, it probably wouldn't be happening. Um, and then just generally about dealing with border restrictions. You know, it's been tough for all these industries. They're looking forward to WA opening up and they're looking forward to a lot more flexibility in the way government um, applies any restrictions that may uh, be in force. So, you know, in summary, uh, WA is a good place to be. Uh, business is generally good, but see, there are some really significant challenges as well. I think you can, we can agree, all agree that there are significant challenges ahead, but boy, oh boy, would I prefer to be living in Western Australia at the moment than any other state in this country. So, Mark, thank you so much. Good to talk. Cheers. Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to e-editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insights search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au slash app, download on the App Store or get it on Google Play now. This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium, now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.